everyone. Welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky. And I am Leah. And we are super excited to welcome Katie Robinson from Lyric Audio back. Hi, Katie. Hi. Hi, ladies. How are you? We're great. We're so excited to have you back. We brought you back without all the chaos. You were kind enough to join us when we had our audiobook narrators on. Um, But you came back because we want to help readers find audiobooks. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's really exciting. First of all, I really enjoyed that episode. It's nice to get to catch up with <laughs> with that many narrators like at the same time. So that was a really fun vibe. Um, but thank you so much for inviting me back. Sure, we're excited. I um, I call that episode like the chaotic episode just because... It was very chaotic. There were like, even going back and listening to it, so many conversations, but so much good information. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. we need to like narrow this down. So... <laughs> Let's, um, so we, Leah and I were talking and one of the things that we're trying to do in um, 2023 is help readers find all the ways to read. So earlier in the year, we talked about how to find new authors and ways to do it on a budget and affordably with like newsletters and stuff like that. And then mm-hmm. we were like, well, what about audiobooks? Because they're... It well, can be hit or miss. In our, well, and in our community, just the Buzzing About Romance community, we have like a few members who they do. Do you hear this? I'm sorry. There's like noises all over my house right now. It's bedtime. And there's chaos. But anyway, so our community, like there are some people that are, they do 99% of their reading through an audio book, but it can be very expensive if you don't have the right tools for it. So that is one reason like we decided we needed to really dive deep into this world. So yeah. I- um, so as we said, on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we're talking all about audiobooks, how to get started in audiobooks. Um, we'll also talk about the different audiobook platforms that are available. And as we said, joining us for this episode is Katie Robinson, executive producer and owner, right? Your owner now. Yes. Yeah, of I Lyric am. Audiobooks. Congratulations. That's a little different than the last time we... <laughs> well, because the last time we talked to you, you like you weren't allowed to say anything, but it was like kind of in the work. Yes. Yeah. So Andy and I had been kind of working on it for a while, um, just doing like a slow transition. Uh, So we hadn't, you know, formally announced anything yet and made it, you know, had it set in stone. But um, we did kind of set everything in stone as of September 2022. So yeah, finished off uh, the last quarter of the year with me at the charge, I guess, which is (laughs) definitely different because Andy was such a really, you know, great and like passionate and vocal leader, like it, for lyric, but also I think in the romance audio community yeah. at large. Um, so, like it's you know it's a little bit it's definitely big shoes to fill, but I'm really lucky because you know she's still the founder, she's still on as my mentor, and mm-hmm. um, she's still you know my number one resource and uh, person to talk to when it comes to industry stuff. So um, established in 2014 by award-winning romance narrator Andy Arndt, uh, Lyric Audiobooks offers a turnkey in audiobook production services to indie romance authors. We will link audio, uh, Lyric Audiobooks, and we will link all the things in our on-the-shelf show notes so that if you're interested in finding out more about Lyric Audio, you can find that on our website when the episode drops. Um, so Katie, tell us a little bit your origin story to audiobooks Mm -hmm. how have you always so have you always been a reader 
Yes, yes. I've always been a reader. Um, I actually wanted to go to university for English Lit, and my dad was very against it because he thought I wouldn't be able to get a job. Uh, so I went for environmental science instead. And um, I mean, I really loved it. I was very like hippy dippy in high school and my first few years of college. Um, but I was like, I spent most of my time reading, even when I was at school, um, reading fiction. So uh, after I graduated, you know, I pretty much immediately was like, oh, this isn't for me. <laughs> and I ended up teaching English overseas for a few years. And then when I came back, I was like, okay, I really want to get into publishing because um, while I was teaching overseas, I dabbled in like in uh, curriculum creation. Mm -hmm. And I realized like I wanted to really dig into that a little bit more. Um, so yeah, so I, I just tried my best to get back into publishing um, or into publishing, I should say. I was really lucky I got a job at audiobooks.com, which is actually a retailer I'm sure we'll talk about or, or mention even later. They were starting a publishing arm. And because it was kind of more of a tech-based company, they were taking kind of more interesting risks. It was like less like a traditional publishing house. It was, you know, like they weren't necessarily looking for someone who knew everything about audiobooks. They were looking for someone who really wanted to learn. Um, and when I took that job, I had a really great mentor. I was able to move up um, really quickly and, you know, start doing more and more. And that's how I got into production. I actually started as an acquisitions editor um, and social media manager. So I got to kind of learn everything all at once, which was really fun. Um, and I did go back to school and take some classes um, that were more publishing specific. And um, yeah, and then eventually I, I got to uh, like start an imprint that was romance focused. And that's when I really got into production. Um, and that's when like my love of romance really took off. You know, I had dabbled in romance, but I, I would say I was just kind of like across the board genre reader before mm -hmm. that. And when um, my boss and I had talked about starting a romance imprint, we were like, wow, this community is so supportive, so vocal, so excited about the content that like is created in romance audio that we were like, we have to like break into this market. It's so fun. And, you know, we're both like young women and we were just like, wow, this is so cool to like find this community. So um you know at the time i was like okay but neither of us know enough about romance this seems a little bit crazy so <laughs> i um ditched all of my responsibilities as an acquisitions editor like at large and focused just on reading romance for like three months i was like i'm only i'm only reading romance i'm gonna find like i'll read for work that is but it has to be romance books still submissions um and i just found you know okay what genres do i like or subgenres? what tropes do i like um until i was like oh my gosh this is the best genre ever why are all the ones i'm reading <laughs> i started to realize that like a lot of the books i had been reading for pleasure like i read a lot of fantasy for instance i was like very invested in the relationships and i'd be like oh man why aren't they making out already or like i'd be like you know when it was enemies to lovers but they didn't get quite lovery enough i would be like really upset <laughs> and then i'd read romance and was like oh thank god this is happening why didn't i think to just switch over in the first place that is <laughs> that is the quandary of being a romance reader because you yeah. read the other genres and you're like why aren't we doing yeah. it already yeah <laughs> why are things not moving forward here people yeah. <laughs> even when i was younger like i remember reading through my mom's like mass market mysteries when i was 13 you know you just kind of read through the house 
office library kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I read so many Mary Higgins Clark's books. I love those books. They're so good. They're addictive, right? But I even remember then being like, why don't these two make out harder? Like, you know, like, just like, I wanted to take them like my Barbie dolls and like force them to kiss. Right. Um, and then I don't know why it took like becoming an adult to be like, oh, duh, this is a whole genre of books. That's like completely untapped for me. Um, and yeah, that three months where I got to focus on that, not just at home, but at work was like amazing. Like I came into work, you know, I feel like at some point I just came back into work and was like, let's do this. Let's start this imprint. I was like, so jazzed, so excited. Um, And, you know, luckily my boss was, you know, super supportive at the time and like very excited too. Um, It was really nice to work. I think, especially, you know, in romance specifically, there's a lot of us women working in it. So it was great to work with her. So that's kind of what was my jumping off point. And Um, I mean, I don't know if this is ironic, but it's kind of funny. I tried so desperately to cast Andy in so many books that I couldn't get her. (laughs) So like every time I'd reach out to her, she'd be like, I'm sorry, like my September is completely full. And I'd be like, oh, like, (laughs) and, um, and then I'd, you know, I try again a couple months later and she would be too booked up. And I really just made it a goal. Like I have to cast Andy Art in something. This is getting ridiculous. (laughs) Um, And that was right around the time that she was working on kind of starting Lyric. Um, So eventually uh, that company shut down because it was, you know, a tech company and um, they decided to sell off the publishing arm. And uh, yeah, when I lost my job, I went back, I went to work at a literary agency for a little while. It didn't feel like the right fit. Like it was, you know, going into the traditional publishing side, it was like a very different vibe. And I realized like halfway through that I was just like, I really miss audio and I really miss romance. Like, this is what I want to be reading. This is what I want to be doing for work. It's like fast paced. It's fun. It's like exciting. And so I kind of just, you know, quit my job and started my own business and started freelancing, which was really crazy. Um, But eventually found my way to Andy. She was hiring um, for a new producer like, gosh, a couple, like uh, quite a few years ago now, I guess. I don't even know what year that was. <laughs> um, and yeah, and one of my friends that I had, you know, worked with in the audiobook world that like sent me the the Facebook job ad and was like, Katie, you have to apply for this. You'd be perfect. And, you know, the rest is history, as they say. So what do you think is so magical about indie romance? Because I have the same feeling, like mm-hmm. you get to a trad pub book and they're fine. They're fine, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's sometimes magic missing. And when I read indie, I find that magic. Yeah. I mean, I definitely still read a lot of traditional romance too. Um, yeah, I think for me it's that it's like there's like a there's like a hustle that is different for a lot of these authors. Like when they are self-publishing, they are putting everything into that book and they a lot of the time are doing a lot of work on their own. You know, they, they might hire an editor and like a proofreader and stuff, but, and have even an assistant, but they have to, you know, just put in so much, like not just manual labor, but emotional labor into like putting it out into the world that, I mean, I know traditional authors still have to do, but when you're self-publishing, like everything kind of is resting on your shoulders. You don't get any like extra support unless you're paying for it, you know, essentially, or you get lucky and you have some really great fans that like want to scream your name from the rooftop. Mm -hmm. Well, I think Um, with traditional publishing, there's some safety nets. 
because you yeah, do right? have that company yes. that is there oh. giving you deadlines and backing you up and exactly think- and giving you marketing you know like support and money essentially <laughs> I think part of it though, too, is like the indie world, like there's no limits on what an author can do in a book. Like mm-hmm. they don't have anybody saying you can't use this word, this word, this word, or this word. Like there's no buzzword list. There's no, there's no box that they have to fit their work into. And mm-hmm. so they are able to take risks that you don't expect in a book. And sometimes it does not work and that's okay. But I think that that's part of it too. It's like, there's that magical, like you never know what's going to be in an indie published book. Yeah. And I think they just, I don't know, there's something about, and again, there's lots of authors I work with that are hybrid. um, Mm -hmm. And I think they still maintain that magic, like on both sides for sure. So it's not like if you're traditionally published, you absolutely can't tap into that magic. Mm -hmm. You definitely can. Um, But yeah, there's just something you're right. It's almost like an open to possibilities-ness about it. It's like more of a, it feels like a passion project, even though they are all passion projects, there's Mm -hmm. like some, a feel to it that makes that really more evident. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to just dabble a little bit in this because this is not the main part of why we asked you to be on. But when an author works with Lyric, what does Lyric do to to assist the author in the audio book process? So as a company as whole, you know, I'm an author. I've got a book. I want to turn into an audio book. Lyric says, yeah, OK, come. We, we're ready to work with you. What what all does Lyric do to help them with that process? Yeah, I mean, I we usually call it um, a white glove service. So essentially, all we really need from the author in order to make the audiobook happen is their manuscript. And then how much they want to be involved in the actual production from there is completely up to them. So some authors, they just have the manuscript. Um, they don't mind who is cast. They might have a few ideas. Um, and then you can kind of pitch ideas back to them. We cast, we record, we give it back, and that's it. Other authors are more involved in the casting process or they come to us with like very specific voices in mind. Sometimes people come to us and we do a lot of auditions to try to find the perfect voice. Um, So like I said, it kind of depends on the author client. Um, But essentially, once you come, once you start working with us, your producer becomes your point of contact person and they kind of become like the expert at your stuff. So the way Lyric works is once you've worked with that producer once, that's your producer with us for as long as you work with us. And so we get to know our authors really well. Um, And just like as an example, like I know if Kristen Proby is submitting a new project to me, I already know, okay, I can choose one of these six narrators and she'll be super excited. I can Mm -hmm. reach out to them before she even says anything and see who's available, right? Um, Or like Catherine Cowles, like is another good example. She has her favorites, I know who they are, but she also comes and says like, I know exactly who she, you know, she writes with certain voices in her head for the next book in the series. So that's really fun. But yeah, again, it kind of just depends on the author, how involved they want to be. So sometimes, um, you know, their manuscript takes more prep, um, especially if we're doing something like a duet or a full cast production. Uh, Other times they just give us the book and are like, here, go, great. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's really kind of up to them how involved they want to be. But yeah, once they're kind of with us and once we have that manuscript, things go right into scheduling, obviously. Um, And we do a lot of casting and scheduling with the narrators before a manuscript is even ready um, because I'm, I'm sure as you can imagine there are some very popular narrators who book sure. out very far in advance <laughs> um, so 
if there are any authors listening, if you have a popular narrator in mind, the earlier you can kind of start planning for that, the better. You don't, for probably, and not just for Lyric, just producers across the board, Period, yeah. you don't need all of your information. You don't need your manuscript ready in order to start booking. You just need like a ready, a script ready date in sight and your hopeful narrators. That's yeah. really it. And if you have no idea who you want to narrate, that's what your producer's for. They can mm -hmm. tell you. All they need is a little bit of character background or even just like, okay, I need a man and a woman and I have no idea <laughs> what I'm going to do yet. You can start there if you want to. <laughs> um, so yeah, once things move into recording and prepping, it gets it, that's when it starts to move really quickly. So it's really the scheduling out that eats up time. Um, and then, yeah, the prepping recording, you know, usually that's done in like a week and yeah. then editing and mastering that's done in almost another week. Um, then things get kicked back to the author for beta listen. I have a lot of authors that do this differently. So again, that's also up to the author. Do they want help finding a beta listener? We can help with that. Do they want to listen themselves? Absolutely. They can. Do they want like a team of beta listeners or maybe they already have some people in their fan groups that really want to listen to their first audiobook? That's great. You can tap into that. So at that point, once we've delivered the audio, the producer becomes almost like an additional support person. So you know, maybe the a beta listener finds something that's like, oh, this sounds a little off or, you know, this was mispronounced or something. They kick that back to us and we get it fixed up. Um, and then they, you know, get moving on distribution. So again, your producer kind of acts as a support person there. If you've never done it before, that's who you can talk to about, okay, what are my best options? Should I go ACX exclusive? Should I do 90 days exclusive and then go wide? Or should I just go wide out the back and like, which platforms are the best to upload to that kind of thing. That's what you can ask your producer about. And then eventually it's release day and you get to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Lyric will also kind of help celebrate there too. So we consider that part of our job. Um, and we're trying to incorporate more and more of that as we go along. Um, but for now we have an amazing social media manager. She's we got really to hang great. out with her. We did, yes. You did? She On the podcast? No, she came to Drunk Book Club with No, us. she oh, came really? to Christmas Festivus. Oh, Christmas Festivus. Amazing. She oh, came. Yeah, she came in and on night work because we do Festivus and it's a night mm. where we air our grievances. It's just like, we don't I want to come. Back. And we're like. And she came and hang she's out. She's like, but I, I have know. to be at the airport at like. 6 a.m. the next morning because they were headed to Florida for the holiday Christmas weekend. And oh, I'm like, wow. sure. We oh, were out until 3 a.m. Like we were up oh just gosh. chatting I romance not, books I had to go to bed. till 3 a.m. And I was like, I, I messaged her the next morning and I was like, did you make your flight? Well, like, but yeah. that was the weekend that like all the flights were all messed up yes. too. And like half the flights were canceled and oh. we didn't know if she was even going to be able to fly out. We were very worried about yeah. her travel plans. She hung out with us. I, I, she hasn't come back, but she totally hung out with us. <laughs> I'm sure she still like listens in and stuff. She's so great. And she's, <sighs> she knows so much about the romance community at large and she's just been so supportive and so great and she's genuinely so excited about you know every author that we get to work with and all of our new releases and stuff like she's kind of one of our first listeners in a way because she often is like pulling teasers and stuff like that and she'll get oh my gosh did you hear teddy hamilton in this one I'm like, yeah <laughs> so she's yeah she's really amazing and that's a big part of her job is like how can we further um support 
the author's marketing and promotional efforts. So that's like a big thing that we're stepping more into this year. And um, we're going to, you know, keep moving in that direction so that we can provide that kind of post-production support in that way yeah. as much as possible. Um, I, Team Sawyer Bennett, like, loves yeah. Lyric Audio. They oh, that's so nice. tout you guys, like, um, Lisa and Sawyer both are just always have mm-hmm. great things to say about you guys, too. So, Well, that's, I can't take any credit for that. That is all Kim. That's their <laughs> producer. She's also amazing um, for, I, you, I think any author that's worked with her loves her to death. Did you see that Aiden Snow read her grocery and her Christmas I menu? Did. No, it was just the Christmas the menu Christmas that was delightful. Menu. Yes, that was no, but great. then all of us were like, Aiden can totally just read from the dictionary for me. <laughs> absolutely right i know like can we just produce that where aiden just reads like the a's it was so (laughs) funny it was so funny um okay so i'm super excited you guys have this project called audio and color and Mm -hmm. actually we are going to feature a quick shot of i think it was last year's audio and color book selection uh blind date with a book boyfriend by lucy eden Right. Yeah. So Lucy Eden did win. Um, it, like she is a grantee of the Audio and Color program, but that was actually for a different book. This is actually her mm-hmm. second audio book with us. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So she did Cherishing, Cherishing the Goddess for Audio and Color and was accepted and won. And we produced that. And that one's read by Jacob Morgan and Mari. It's really great. Also, like P.S. Mari is such a great narrator if you haven't listened to her. Um, but yeah, so she did that book and then she came back because, you know, the book was so well received that she decided to do Blind Date with a Book Boyfriend. That one's in duet. Um, that's Wesley Siobhan and Oscar Reyes. And it is so amazing. That was like one of the first Zoom sessions I had sat in on in a while since it's duet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like, you know, listening in and being a total creeper and like giggling the whole time. <laughs> like I had to make sure that I kept myself on mute because <laughs> they were just like, their banter was so amazing. Like I immediately was like, okay, we need to grab bloopers because their back and forth was so good. So I'm really excited to listen to your episode um, about that you know about that book because we're so excited i've excited already listened to the first well, hour of the book gave us a few Ooh, like, like links to it so i have it on my book funnel right now but mm. i did not listen yet but we're that's so one excited. of those ones that like I, i'm gonna need like a chunk of time where nobody is in my house so i can just listen and not yeah get and it's a really it is it's a quick listen but it's like it's so fun and the two like honestly wesley and oscar they're just yeah, I feel like they're just like batting them back and forth. It's like a tennis match at certain points. And there's a lot of like Romance Landia references, which is really cute too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's a lot of fun. We're super excited for that. Okay, so let's talk audiobook platforms. So mm-hmm. when did you start listening to audiobooks? Was it when you worked for the tech company or did you, had you kind of dabbled previous? Because I am old and previous to 2014, <laughs> 2015, Audiobooks were like 27,000 CD. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> or a book on tape. Or a book I've on, listened yeah. to books on tape. Yeah. So um, I- this will also, you know, it sounds a little crazy, but um, I'm a vinyl like record collector. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like my other very audio driven hobby, which is, I guess, kind of strange now in hindsight that <laughs> everything is audio in this house. But um my grandfather actually used to collect um, like classic stories on vinyl 
so I have uh, like a few that I inherited from him. So I used to listen to those and my husband is a big horror fan. So we have a lot of HP Lovecraft on vinyl. Mm, um, so. so that started when I was like younger, actually. And then it kind of, you know, there's been breaks in time, but um, I, I definitely actually, while I was living overseas, I listened to audiobooks because I commuted a lot um, and I kind of started listening to them again. Also, I was a teacher. So and in English teaching, the more that, you know, a student is listening to English words, the better. So I would turn on um, children's audios books in the classroom that I bought on CD there. It was just like part of like something you could get from like teacher stores mm-hmm. um, where the kids could like sit and quietly read along and listen. But like while we were working on other things, too, mm-hmm. um, and Yeah, so I guess it's kind of been in and out of my world for like most of my life in a way, but I didn't start like listening a lot again um, until pretty much, yeah, right before I started working at the audiobook company. And then then I got a free membership and it just like obviously took off. (laughs) You know, they were kind enough to gift that to their employees. And yeah, then and I was commuting long commutes then as well. So I was listening to like, you know like a few a week and as many as I could. So over on our website, we do have an article that breaks down all the audiobook platforms, how to access them, the way their systems work. Mm -hmm. And um, so that will coincide with the release of this episode. So you guys are going to check out the website for all the specifics, because we're not going to get into that because I would rather talk about like there's quite a few of books too yeah there's quite a few of them there's a lot of different platforms and a lot of different options and their subscriptions and one of the things one of the things i'm really loving right now are off direct from author audiobook purchasing absolutely Mm -hmm. if you find like if you're looking at an audiobook and you don't already have like an audible membership or even if you do and you you know let's say you use your credit and you want to look for more that is like the number one place to check first is see if they have if they are selling it directly on their website and i know that even though not everyone does that right now i think a lot more people are going to start doing that this year Mm -hmm. um for some you know not always fun reasons but i think that it is for the best as far as like um purchase potential for these authors or earning potential um, it makes a lot more sense. And it's nice because you know that you're directly supporting the author when you purchase that way. Yeah. yeah. So it's well, kind of like a, of course, you know. And recently in the news, we've all seen the Brandon Sanderson thing that he is not going to put his books to Audible anymore. He doesn't yeah. feel that their system is fair to the authors, um, which we're not going to get political or anything like that. But he kind of is bringing more attention to yes. the fact that um, that buying from an author direct for your audiobooks is really, really helpful to them. Yeah, and, and I mean, yeah, I won't get political either, but I will say that, um, but I will say that maybe this is political, um, but I will say, you know, Audible, when you're purchasing something through that, um, obviously if you enjoy something and you that's the easiest way for you to access it then that's what you should do if that's what you're comfortable with but also um you know the author only gets 25 percent or up to 40 percent of that purchase and that's minus additional fees that audible just likes to tack on there without explanation so potentially an author is getting maybe three dollars you know if they're if it's priced right quite right you know and that's 
um, not a lot for how much it costs to produce that audiobook. So that can be really frustrating. So if you don't already have an Audible membership, but you want to get into audiobooks, I would definitely highly suggest like some of the library options. Um, Libro FM is really great because you can choose a local bookstore or it doesn't even have to be local to you. You can just choose a small indie bookstore to support with your audiobook purchases. Um, and that's really great. Uh, Chirp is a really good like kind of discount model, like you can find sales that way, mm -hmm. which is, again, a lot of the reason that people do flock towards Audible. Um, so that's kind of an alternative option. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really expanding a lot on other platforms. Um, but you're right, direct to author purchases, if you, if that's available to you, I really suggest it because it's the best way to support your favorite authors. And I will say, if you're not desperate for brand new releases, so mm -hmm. if you know it's a book that's been out, 60 90 days mm -hmm. i our listeners really love anyplay.fm it's a streaming service so it's kind of like netflix um and it is i think it's 9.99 i wrote it down 9.99 a month but it's 24.99 a quarter so yeah. you can do it two different ways but there's a right. good that's the it's other thing that i was looking at books catalog of romances Right. Because sometimes you get into that, you know, that's something that's come up through the podcast is not every library is the same. So just because mm -hmm. a book is on my library's Libby, it is not... probably not on mine. <laughs> right. My yeah. But you can request it. Although I don't. Yeah. Like it's, it will still take time and mm -hmm. yeah, it's not. And also there are audible exclusive titles and in right. that case, there's nothing you can do, right. Mm -hmm. You, you would need to go through audible. So I understand it's, and I don't want to bite the hand that feeds us all. Um, well, but... it's one of those things. It's not a perfect system. Like there's yeah. in it, there's yeah. authors that do things that work best for them. And so mm -hmm. that you yeah. just kind of have to deal so with that aspect of what it do you think about spotify now starting to trickle into the audiobook purchasing it's only available in the u.s market so i don't probably not because you're in canada so probably are I you have seeing it seen them yeah i have been seeing them i'm not sure if it's it's probably dependent on licensing agreements um, right, because most of them yeah most of them uh that i've been seeing have been traditionally published audiobooks so it's probably just if they have like north american rights um but I mean, I don't mind it because it's a la carte purchasing um, instead of like all you can listen, uh, which we all know was something Audible tried and just didn't work out mm -hmm. um, as far as romance goes with Audible Escape. Uh, so I think it's like a viable option. I don't know what like the deep details of the payout structure for that for authors. Um, I know like information about the, the actual distributor platform. So um, I think there's a lot of potential there. And Spotify, you know, it's a big company. There's a lot of growth. Um, I'm a Spotify listener in general. Um, and I think there's, yeah, I'm like interested. I'm keeping an eye out. <laughs> yeah, I know that what direction they go in. I know that uh, Stone by Sawyer Bennett is over there. That's her first title mm -hmm. that she put over there. Um, mm -hmm. And she's kind of testing it out too, because I was like, Sister, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. And oh, one of the ones that you mentioned um, before was Tempt, that new app, mm -hmm. which okay, is so interesting. We're so confused. I know. So I know that authors are signing for the book to be in there for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. It is. So it's not available in the Apple App Store anymore. 
Yes. So I, from what I've heard, it's iOS, the app isn't available, but it's supposed to be sometime this year, like earlier this year. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I know, because I also was like, why can't I download this app? What is going on? And was very well, frustrated. And wasn't it wasn't it like it was available? Well, so I still have like it. it I downloaded when it first came out. Mm. Um, I downloaded it and the app is there on my iPhone. I was told if I delete it, it will oh. completely go away. Oh. I can listen to the books that are on here. No problem. If I okay. have an Android device, it makes you purchase them. But they're really, again, pricing is negotiated between the author and the, the app developer. And they're not super expensive. They're kind of chirp pricing. Right. Um, but they will let oh, you... Chirp sale pricing. Ch chirp sale pricing. They will right. let you listen to like the first two chapters before mm -hmm. you, you commit can to purchase. Nice. Um, right. But then once you hit... Because uh, one of our um, podcast contributors, uh, Jenny, she took one for the team. <laughs> she bought a Carrie Ann Ryan <laughs> well, book, which we well, love Carrie Ann Ryan, so it's fine. She is the only one of the contributors that has an Android. Oh, okay. So that's what you mean. So none of the us team downloading so that. Like, Jenny, you're the only one with this. You have to do <laughs> She's the only one. She's the one that turns our blue message our to green. green. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we tell her. She ruins our group chat. Um, also, so shout out to Carrie Ann Ryan, who just had a recent release, actually, Made It in Chaos. And yes. I don't know if you guys have listened to it or read it yet, but it is awesome. I, I love, have, I really have, like Have Paranormal you seen Romance. her Patreon exclusive covers? So we are no. both members of her we Patreon. We are members of her Patreon. I get the, the regular covers, and Becky gets the Patreon exclusive She's going covers. old school bodice rippers because they're oh my gosh they are yes. very nice they're gorgeous okay so I sexy. Get my pause on those that's amazing so sexy um when we're done recording i'll show you uh <laughs> well maybe i should be a patreon member it is the <laughs> it is, is one like of the, the best patreons it's one of the best patrons and i adore carrie and ryan and actually like i just messaged her today because she has a montgomery book that's coming out at the end of the mm -hmm. month and mm -hmm. i was like because she's coming to do a happy hour with us here on the podcast, which we do over live on YouTube. And I'm like, friend, when am I going to see this book? She's like, Becky, you've been asking me for this book since October. Don't <laughs> act like it has anything to do with happy hour. We know what you're about. <laughs> like, okay. She knows. Yeah, she, she's on to your games. I saw her speak on a panel this year and, um, you know, I hadn't met a lot of our authors in real life yet. Mm -hmm. And also she works with Kim and she used to work with Marnie, one of our other producers, um, who's stepped away now to just because she's like so busy as a narrator. Um, but so like, I hadn't really talked to her much and I was just like blown away. I just immediately was like, okay, I love her so much. I need to read like all of her books and I'm obviously still playing catch up cause there's a lot of them, there but so I really love it when, and I know like there are a lot of romance readers who don't love this, but I love it when an author goes into another subgenre. that's mm -hmm. like so exciting for me. I'm like, Oh, what? Like they're, they're going to do something paranormal. Okay. I have to like, I'll drop like a, a series that I'm in to like shift over just to like mix things up and she's so great at that like I just mm -hmm. feel like she's like I don't know I love her in that subgenre so I really hope that like everyone's listening to that because it's it's so so good um yeah it is really good I and she I like that she jumps around too so if you're reading mm -hmm. all of her books she gives us a lot of books every year but we also yes. get like a little bit of paranormal and then we get mm -hmm. we're in love with the Wilder brothers oh <laughs> 
Coast boys. But, but we do have one complaint and we have complained to her. <laughs> the ease. <laughs> like all the ease. Like what the heck was she thinking? She's like seven brothers and they all have ease and we're like, so honestly, but okay. Like, we were I trying like to talk about accurate. one of the, <laughs> Like we were talking about one of the books and we knew who the hero or the hero was for that specific mm-hmm. book. But then we were mixing all the brothers up and we're like, oh, which, the e name. <laughs> like we didn't know which E it was. I like, swear eventually. though, like if you get into one of those families that have a lot of siblings, like it turns into that. It's like the it Kardashians, does. right? And yeah. like for me, for instance, my name's Katie. My sister's name is Kelsey. My mom's name is Kathy. Her sister's names are Kelly and Kim and kim is married to kevin like there's so many k names i don't know what is going on in our family but it's almost like it like ricochets and takes over so that feels realistic we were a ray a robert a rebecca (laughs) and then my sister is (laughs) ann we had all different we were all different there's a kelly and alan and Aaliyah. well you know what your parents probably didn't do that thing where they like yell the wrong name like six times oh no they totally do they totally do I called children the dog's name the other day. I was yelling oh, at no. <laughs> no, I did that. I have done that. I was yelling at my oldest and I called him the dog. So Katie, <laughs> what advice would you give to somebody that is saying, I've never listened to audiobooks and I would like to try them? Yeah. I always say start in your library because it's kind of risk-free. Totally. Re-li- like Listen to something you've already read that you really loved. That's, That's your f- number one way for sure. Mm-hmm. Because, and obviously... Um, if this only applies if you are a rereader, um, which like I 100% am. So that's always great advice. And I will do that. Like I have favorite books that I've read that I still haven't listened to in audio. And when I get a little inkling, I shift over. Um, the other thing I would do, and like, maybe this is just my producer brain, but I'm like a weirdo who will literally sit on like Audible's like desktop website for hours, just listening through samples, just to like, see what narrators I haven't heard of. Obviously, that kind of applies to my work. But it also is just because I get into like a weird hole where I'm like, I got to find all these new voices. Who is this? And I got to listen through, you know, so I really suggest like, if you're excited about getting into audio, but you're like hesitant, because you're not sure what voices you'll like definitely just sit down and like listen through samples take like one risk once you find one you think you like and like hope for the best but the the best thing to do is like once you find a narrator you like that's when you click on their name and you find all the books they did and you listen to those (laughs) I love that in Hoopla because that is actually so Sebastian York is my unicorn narrator. Like, if yeah, he he's reads, a lot of people's unicorn narrator. <laughs> I still have not listened to a full book by him yet. Oh well, I, but I am I new to audio. <laughs> I am new to the audio world here, people. But well, that's, welcome. <laughs> that's how I found other authors, though, in other oh, books course. because in Hoopla, you can search and favor the narrators, mm-hmm. and so we were laughing because. I was talking to one of our contributors, Heather, and I'm like, I don't think that I've heard Aiden Snow, like, because it was early on. I'm like, I don't think Mm -hmm. I have. And then she's like, really? And then I went back. He did a whole series with Maxine Mitchell that was this boardroom series by Mm -hmm. Lydia Iker uh, or Linda Iker that's like this whole voyeur boardroom sex thing. And he did that with her. and, And Heather's like, I thought you listened to those audiobooks. I'm like, I did. I didn't realize that was him. Okay. Yeah. I like him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, I do like him. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And once you find those people, that is really the best way is to like get more into audiobooks is like, okay, whose voice did you love? Like find the next book that of mm -hmm. theirs. And sometimes if you go through the list, sometimes you'll see like names of authors that obviously you've already read and know you love. And that helps too, right? Like it's less risky, I guess I'm using quotations there, but well, Leah and I were the, lucky enough. We just got the audiobook from Promises. You no, keep promise, promise me always. Promise oh, me always. Jackson. Yes. yes. So we'd never heard this, those two narrators. We, I know, but this is also the first book that I went straight to audio. Like I've never read a book. Like li I've never listened to the audio before I eyeballed a book. Mm -hmm. I think I will always listen to Amy's books in audio form because it was oh, a whole yay. new experience, like in my right. ears. The emotion so good in that book. Yes. But those two narrators, I don't know. Connor who... Cray, Samantha Brentmore. Yes. I don't know who time. picked them, if Amy picked them or if her producer picked them, but they were perfect for yeah, that I book. I think that one, I mean, that again, that was Kim. Um, so I think that one was like a joint effort, but I'm mm -hmm. not exactly sure. I know that Amy has her favorites too. But yeah, Samantha Brentmore, first of all, I'm just going to like straight up say is like one of my favorite narrators ever. She's so great, uh -huh. um, not just as a reader, but like also just as a person. I'm, I'm sure maybe you guys have met her at like some author events or if you haven't, mm -hmm. no. Yet, no. Well, I'm sure you will this year because I know she's going to a few and she's just the sweetest like person to work with. She's so great and she loves romance. So it's just really fun to work with her. Um, and Connor just has that like, you know, perfect for romance voice. Like the second you mm -hmm. hear him, you're like, oh yeah, okay, duh. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, you've got to be reading romance. It was yeah. such a great book. It that, was an experience. In like, we've it, been telling just... everyone. Uh, yes, we have a happy hour with um, with Al Jackson this coming week after we oh, record perfect. this, yeah. and to celebrate the release of that book with her. And like, I've emailed her and her assistant Devin like 17 different times. I just need to tell you how much I loved this audiobook. <laughs> well, it was sure funny because be like, like, I'm, I'm like, I had emailed Devin. I was like, hey, I didn't get the book. And she's like, oh, I'll send it. And then Becky had gotten the audio and she's like, oh, this is really good. So I emailed Devin, Devin again. I was like, um, hey, so Becky told me how good this audio is. Could you possibly send that to me too? And she's but like, that was course. you guys, right? That's your. Yeah, yeah, that's our production. Yeah. So good. Um, and it's, yeah, we love Amy over here, obviously. And she, like, she does, she writes those stories, like it feels really impactful. And I think those two narrators really took that mm -hmm. and ran with it. It's just one of those things where everything lined up, you know, and the well, and performances the, really do it justice. And the blend of their voices was mm -hmm. like, it worked really, really well. Because I listened to an audiobook. I don't, I won't say what book it was, but like, separately the audios were well done but like mm -hmm. mixed together in the same like connotation it didn't work right and I was really disappointed right. because it's one of my favorite books oh, Katie and hard. I had this conversation on Instagram yeah <laughs> before yeah Christmas. it does it comes up I was like it does I'd listened to a couple of books in a row that were these this one pairing and I'm like I just it doesn't work for me it just I like them separately mm-hmm but together, it just for mm -hmm. my listening. And so I think that's something too. If you're new to audiobooks, do not get frustrated. Yeah. yeah don't if, be a one trick pony. You got to try out. If you're ones. like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I just didn't like that narrator's voice. I'm done with audiobooks. Don't do that. Because mm -hmm. yeah. there's a yeah. lot of different voices. And actually, like, 
I, um, Leah and I are doing a reread of an older series that was Trad Pub. And mm-hmm. um, they're read by one narrator. They're single narration. And yeah. it's um, the Perfect Gentleman series by Lexi Blake and oh, Shayla Black. Black. Mm-hmm. And I've never read it before. So this is my first foray into this series. <laughs> But it's one narrator and he does a really great job. It's like really great. So it might, like I have found that sometimes duet doesn't always work for me. Sometimes it does work for me. It just depends. Um, So don't give up. Keep trying. Find find what you like. Some people love full cast. Some people love duet. Some people prefer dual. Some people prefer single. And you just kind of have to find your niche. And I think Mm -hmm. too, like, you're right. Some, like for me, one of the first, um, I mean, Andy is like an obvious go-to, but one of the first narrators that I like really was like, I love this voice as a single narrator, especially is Aaron Mallon. Like I will, and this is for our dual point of view books too. I'll be listening through, like there's a Catherine Cowles book that she did for us. Um, kind of recently I was listening through and I genuinely forget that it's not duet because when she's reading the male voice, I'm just like, yeah, that's Joe Arden. Duh. And then, and then I pause like partway through a chapter and be like, wait, this is not in duet. <laughs> this is dual. How is she doing that? Like, and it like, it, like I'm always stunned. And I think she's just so talented. And there are a lot of narrators like that, like mm-hmm. that they really are performing like to the max and you're right Becky if they're paired and I mean that's kind of the producer's job hopefully is to find those perfect pairings is like who are really going to play off of each other well but also who are going to demonstrate the other person's performance well Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of where a producer comes in versus like self-producing on ACX that can be harder to like figure out beforehand it's kind of something you don't know until after yeah okay so what are some recent releases in audiobook that you have loved um oh my gosh wow that's gonna be really hard to dwindle down um I mean I mentioned a couple I mean I I mentioned Made It in Chaos um by Carrie Ann Ryan Corinne Michaels just released Keep This Promise um and for all of our you know Jacob Morgan girls out there um or actually, no, sorry, all of our Zachary Weber girls out there, whoops, um, uh, but he, you know, everyone's He's open about gonna, it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, everybody, everyone's going to love this one with him, but also Mary Jane Wells, who we had never worked with before, great, like she does a lot of historical romance, great voice in this book, and she's like got a British accent, and I was like just in the second I heard her voice. I love, like, you know, I love a good um historical romance in particular in audio just um you know I think it's just like it's just soothing sometimes you know you're just like throwing it back getting that English accent or Irish accent or Scottish accent um and you tend to find that a little bit more in historicals um but this one is like you get the benefit of that like comfy like I don't know she's just got like this comforting kind of voice and it's so perfect for romance and then paired with Zach it's like a lot of I shouldn't say fun because it's also a really emotional book. It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, I might have to listen yeah. to that one. because Yeah, it's really good. And it feels different, I think, for her, like because of the narration. It's like a newer to us narrator. And that's really exciting. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you guys did Whispers of You by Catherine Cowell. And that's yes. Andy Arndt and Zachary Weber and... That was so good. We had early listen copies of that. And I was just like, hmm, 
that's nice. She just, Catherine is like, she's so, like, she knows what narrator she wants to work with. She's done a lot of, like, you know, thinking and work herself on, on choosing, like, who's the right fit for the right stories. And she just, like, I don't know, she just kind of blows me away. She's such a hard worker, but she also is just doing like so much with this world that she's or these, that she's created and there's a new world you know starting out now and uh, I'm really excited to just like keep going with her I can't wait mm-hmm. to see like I feel like she's gonna be one of those authors that has like so many different worlds going on at once um and that you'll be able to like go back to throughout the years like she's definitely like a rereading act oh i think so yeah Yeah. and then we got to listen to drake which uh is by sawyer bennett and that was aiden snow and maxine mitchell and they came out yes and there's a good pairing too those two together yeah that blend is really well those two are so good together and he did such a great well, Drake job is with such Drake. an asshole like that such character is such an <laughs> asshole but Aiden like he portrayed that so perfectly yeah somebody um, was like he's not um, really an asshole and I'm like I don't think he is but I'm telling you like he could totally he, do the yeah. asshole <laughs> he does good he did a good asshole he does good Drake asshole. Is such an yeah. asshole. <laughs> we tell a really bad out of context quote right there but we tell Sawyer all the time she writes some of the best assholes she really yeah. does <laughs> she's yeah, like what she is does. wrong with you I'm like <laughs> there is something to say about an author that can write an asshole really well well if you if they can make you like him that's yes. like that's you know just chef's yeah, kiss it's like, true it, there's nothing worse than like an asshole that you're like no this is just a straight up asshole i hate him right <laughs> you know? and at the end of the book you still don't like him yeah you're like no don't date him girl what are you doing run away <laughs> like then she that's never the case with her you, like they he always wins you over he always sure. wins yeah. so what do we have coming up from some lyric audio productions in the month of february because right. I'm looking at this list and I'm like, okay, listen to that one. I read an arc of that one. And yeah, okay, you guys got some great books coming out in February. Yeah, right? I know. And I think, I don't even know if that's the whole list, but um, The Score by Kristen Proby, that one is uh, narrated by Jason Clark and Kristen Lay. And uh, I mean, again, Jason, I think especially like he's a tried and true fan favorite. Um, and Kristen Lee is really great with Kristen Proby stuff. Like she does a lot of her stuff. So like she's very familiar with her world. And I think mm-hmm. she captures that really well because she's very familiar with a lot of the side characters and stuff. So she can kind of tap into that. Um, Layla Hagen has Matchmaking the Rival coming out. That is another Samantha Brentmore one. So oh, if it? you listen to a Samantha oh. Brentmore book and you like her, this I had an arc of that book yeah, because book. I am a Layla Hagen junkie. Like, oh, I love that. I love her books. Um, so I had an arc of that. I just finished it today, actually. It's oh, wow. Really oh, great, great timing. So now I'm going to need... I'm going to need that audiobook now. Yeah, I'm going to need to go get the <laughs> audiobook, of course. Um, yeah, okay. What else do we have here? We've got, well, you mentioned Whispers of You by Katherine Cowles and mm-hmm. um, Promise Me Always by A.L. Jackson. I think there's a few more, but another one that I'm really excited about is Powerless by Elsie Silver. She um, just started producing with us at the end of last year. She's already released two audiobooks because we were just, she's like, a, we're just speed demoning our way through mm-hmm. this and finding like the perfect casting. And this one, like, 
is just blowing up every single person who has gotten like an advanced listener copy is just obsessed because it's teddy hamilton cj bloom they sound perfect together and I, teddy I, is i the could see perfect, that being a good pairing teddy is like the perfect teddy like classic teddy character in this classic. book like he's just like so he's like grumpy and like and snarky and like well i, I wouldn't even say grumpy he's very snarky he's very I don't know. Just he captures Teddy. it so perfectly. Like head over say, to. I don't her. imagine Teddy is grumpy. No, not not Definitely grumpy. Snarky. He's snarky. Yeah. yeah, and he's very like. Oh, I don't want to give anything away. I feel like people should just go to Elsie Silver's Instagram. She or ours. I think there's a few clips, and mm-hmm. then you'll like get the vibe <laughs> that I'm talking about. Did you about. see that Teddy joined TikTok this week? I did because he did a live, right? I didn't right. Um, get a chance to wa- like watch that, but the person he did the live with shared some clips because Joe popped on. <laughs> I heard, I did hear that. Yeah, I can like, just imagine that chaos. I'm like, seriously, children, children. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, are so he's, funny. He's really funny um, in general. I it's like that's one person I've met like like in quotations like online i've never met teddy in real life it's super weird um so hopefully so i don't know maybe, maybe he'll be at the oddies this year or something who knows yeah, maybe <laughs> okay katie thank you for coming on and talking audiobooks with us we really appreciate it um but you have to stick around because it's that, because time, it's that time oh for book book of, of the, the week, week. We are week like seven thousand sixty-eight of no echo. Maybe someday. Oh, and nobody can see my jazz hands. Nobody either, sees so her jazz hands. I should. I should just record it to put it on the Instagram and the TikTok. <laughs> you should, just of you doing jazz. So hands. people can see how like book of the week actually happens in real time. <laughs> nobody really wants to see this. Lots of excitement. You never know. They might. They might. Okay, Katie. What was your book of the week? Um, well, I finished recently Funny Feelings by Tara DeWitt, and I absolutely adored it. I don't think I've ever felt more, um, I've never felt like a character represented me as much as I did in this book um, with the heroine. She's so awesome. Also, not to like, you know, humble brag, <laughs> but <laughs> she's like flawed in like very realistic ways. Like, and I think Tara DeWitt in particular, like, Lately, I I think I read all three of her books that she has out like back to back to back because as soon as I read one, I was like, oh my gosh, I love this so much. I have to read all mm-hmm. of them. Her characters feel so real to me and there's a lot of humor, but there's also a lot of heart um, and there's still like a decent amount of spice. So keeps me riveted. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that book in particular, it was just so funny and so like heartfelt and um yeah I just absolutely loved it and I didn't listen to it I I eyeball read it but um it's the audiobook is narrated by Nelson Hobbs and who's the other Stephanie, Stephanie. Bentley yeah Bentley yeah it's and in, I haven't listened it's in hoopla it's in, there you go I haven't listened but I, I love so I, I actually it. love Nelson Hobbs as a narrator he's like a little bit more like he's a little bit less well known but he's really great like I, I've oh, been casting him a lot the, the Chloe last few Lise, months he did the Chloe Lisi books yes and oh. he's he's got a great sound like he's another I one I've of those guys I haven't listened to him yet either 
Yeah, he he's like he doesn't have as huge as a ca- of a catalog as like Teddy, for instance, or Jason mm-hmm. or something or Joe. But he's really starting to take off, and he's great to work with. He takes it really seriously, and he like is loving romance, and that just makes it way more fun. So, so I have listened to him, him because he's Fall by Kristen Callahan is one of my most favorite oh, books in go. her series. And I've listened to that audiobook. Like, see, again, this is why I love Hoopla, because I can search by narrator. Totally. What he's done. And yeah. he's done a lot of Max Monroe. So does he have a voice for the rom-com then? I think so. I think he's, like, perfect for a rom-com. And he can still do, like, he could segue, I think, even into, like, darker stuff if he wanted to. He like, has some Penelope Douglas, too, so... Yes. Oh, yeah. Man. So those I are, those are just dark. across the board would highly recommend him. I really, really like his sound. And I'm, you know, I've cast him in a few things recently and I'm going to keep doing that this year. I'm going to be pitching him a lot because I really like his voice. Excellent. I love that. Um, Leah, what's your book of the week? It's actually ironic because my book of the week is Keep This Promise by Corinne Michaels. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> so I read book one of this series. Mm-hmm. I read part of book two but then things happened and I didn't end up finishing it it's not a dnf I just have not finished it yet mm-hmm. and then I so I was like oh it's a secret baby I'm totally on board with that so I read book three mm-hmm. it, it's it's really good the emotion the the heartache the the basis of this the secret baby makes sense and it's not a frustrating yeah. secret baby but it was I really really enjoyed it and I've only read like three or four Corinne Michaels books. She's not one of those authors that like, I really am drawn to, but this, this was a really good series. Yeah. And I think once you, um, I think you should listen to it too, if you ever want to go back to it, because. Oh, I will. Yeah. Cause I, really I actually, powerful. I definitely do better on a reread, like listening mm. wise, mm. but, um, yeah, I definitely want to listen to that audio because it was. I think she just handles emotional stuff so well, and like mm-hmm. that's not a like. I will admit that I st- try to like p- like purposefully steer clear of like feeling my own emotions sometimes. Like I'm definitely an escapist <laughs> reader. I'm like, okay, no, just give me a rom com to like, mm-hmm. you know, laugh to. But when you like are ready for that and you're feeling it, and sometimes I trick myself, you know, I'm like, oh, but the narrator's so good, I have to listen, and she's so good for that. Like she mm-hmm. just. She's one of those two that I think once you get into her, like you can just listen through her whole yeah. backlist and love it. Okay. What's your book of the week? Okay. So as we talked about in last week's episode, I've entered into my dark era of reading. Ooh, she's <laughs> so in the dark ages right now. I am um, Savage <clears throat> Vow by Zoe Blake. It's mm-hmm. um, a arranged forced marriage uh, Russian mafia romance but was so great and it's a virgin heroine and i know that can be tricky for some people what's great is is when she finds out that she's been for is going to be forced to marry it's actually her best friend's older brother she -hmm. goes on the run for three years and he chases her oh he chases her i do like that he has to chase tell me that part yeah so she's (laughs) like hiding her identity and he chases her down to try to find her but what was really great in this book was they dabble a little bit into the art world. She is a painter, but also like loves art. And he is a collector of art. And my art history loving soul was there for it. See, I would be all over that. It was really I good. was an art painter. <laughs> yeah, well, there you same. go. Perfect wreck. It was really good. It was, I really enjoyed that. So 
Uh, Patreon update. We appreciate our Patreon supporters and would not be able to bring you the podcast without your support. We currently have four open tiers on Patreon. Those start at $5 a month and include membership to Drunk Book Club and other exclusive content. Uh, We did reach our first goal of 40 members and our next goal is 60. And we're able to bring you three episodes a week due to our amazing Patreon community. And we have other perks like Coffee of the Month Club, exclusive episodes, swag packs, and Drunk Book Club. And speaking of Drunk Book Club, our February Drunk Book Club is happening on February 18th at 3 p.m. So our international members of Patreon can hang out with us. And we are reading Ripple Effect by Jay Ben. Do you know how to pronounce her last name? Bensington. Benston. Benston. Look at that. We don't have to ask. Katie's here for it. (laughs) Okay, so this book has been on my TBR because when we did our other audio book episode. Because of Teddy. Teddy said this is the only book that has ever given him a book hangover. Oh, yeah. She writes some powerful books. So that doesn't shock me, but that's really cool to know. That's and I said it was like chapter nine or chapter 12. I don't remember the chapter. And I liked cake, but this was our, it's a forced proximity was our theme for February. Mm. And so we're going to read Ripple Effect. And I bought the audiobook and I am, I'm ready. Fun. Well, I hope you love it. I'm sure, you know. There's, there's very few I don't love. <laughs> yes, I, I think you will, based on what I've heard so far. I think you'll love it, for sure. Um, we also have our, our annual Galentine's Day celebration is coming February 11th. Uh, we just updated our merch shop with a cool Galentine's Day design t-shirt. And we are going to make signature drinks and paint a watercolor bookshelf. We will teach you how to do that and this is open to anybody in the romance book community you do not have to be a member of patreon to join us we are also currently seeking nominations for the best small town of romance landia nominations are open on our website until february 1st and voting will start on february 6th so when this episode drops it'll be time to start voting yes And then you can find all our upcoming dates in events, including book club happy hours, plot a book with Sawyer Bennett and reading challenges at bookcaseandcoffee.com slash events. Leah, read the programming note so you can rage. Okay. So we do have a small programming note for quick shot listeners. Becky and I are reading the perfect gentleman series by Shayla Black and Lexi Blake. The first episode is going to drop February 14th. Now this is a five book series with an overarching storyline they are romantic suspense now becky is making me read the book record the episode and then i'm not allowed to read the next book until the episode is recorded because we are spoiling so i'm a little ragey because i have read (laughs) book one and book two but i am not allowed to read book three yet because we haven't (laughs) recorded episode two um these are amazing books though which is making me extra ragey because i need (laughs) to know and i will text her questions and updates and she just will ignore me because she's not spoiling this for me <laughs> i'm not yeah. it's i've been trying it's gonna for be worth three it years. she has been telling me to read this series forever and i keep <laughs> putting it off yeah and so she was she got this harebrained scheme that we're gonna this do a quick revenge. shot this is her revenge <laughs> it is and greg bordeaux reads the audiobooks does he do oh, all great. five of them um I don't think he did the first one, but I think he does all the rest of them. Does he have a, an accent in that? Or is he reading with an American accent? He's 
He's reading with an American accent. Is okay. he not? No, he is American, but he is really good with accents. So that's why I asked. Well, he did. He does all of Max Walker's books, mm-hmm. who writes uh, uh, MM Romantic Suspense. Mm-hmm. And they're phenomenal. Like, if you guys have not read Max Walker or listened to his audiobooks, they're really good. And Greg reads mm-hmm. them. So Greg is, like, up there with me for, like, him and John Lane. Like, Sebastian, oh, yeah. Ooh, John yeah. Lane, and Greg. Like, that's my reverse harem of audio narrators. I mean, John Lane is another one great with accents. So why choose? I love him. I he does all of Renna Morgan's books, mm-hmm. and I love him, love him. <laughs> and he does the Russian because she has a Russian mafia series, and mm-hmm. he does it, and he gets all the accents and the words, and I'm just like, oh yeah. I love it. Anyway, Katie, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Thank you for having me. It's always so fun. I really appreciate you guys inviting me back. And it's nice to see your faces, hear your voices after the new year. <laughs> it's nice. Um, it's nice to have you here and to see you and get to hang out and talk audiobooks. Like, mm-hmm. that's a bonus. Yeah, um, that's my favorite thing. So anytime. <laughs> Until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.